You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy Yu. Hello and welcome to the penultimate episode of the State of the Franchise series for the PDL Dining Podcast. It is just me this time. I am all alone. Um, I figured if Ryan Rosillo and Bill Simmons and JJ Zacharyson and all those guys can do solo pods, why not me? Um, so I am going to be doing the Tommy pod. Uh, it's, it's hard to schedule, especially with the time difference for the West Coast guys. Um, so I figured why not just do it myself and I'm going to run through Tommy's team, uh, try and give the same experience. I know I'm not the host that Tommy is, but I'm going to give it my best shot. Um, so first up, we have on the appetizer, I have who was the biggest surprise of the draft. Um, now I have two people here because normally we'll go back and forth and I have Kadarius Tony and Travis Etienne. Now for me personally, I think that Kadarius Tony was like a huge shock. Um, mainly because he went to the Giants. Um, I don't really think that it was a, a position of need for them, uh, given that they gave uh, Kenny Galladay four years, 72 million, and they already have Sterling Shepard locked up long-term. They have Darius Slayton, who's a pretty good wide receiver, in my opinion. They have Evan Ingram. So I really thought that they would have went offensive line here. I, I really don't understand what Dave Gettleman, the genius that he is, was thinking. Um, I definitely would have went offensive line. There was a lot of offensive linemen here at this, this point. Like they could have gotten Christian Darisol and got their right tackle of the future. You kind of need to protect Daniel Jones. The guy, he fumbles a lot. Um, he's turnover prone. So I would think that having someone that's going to solidify that offensive line is going to help him a lot more than Kadarius Tony is like a gadget player, um, especially with Jason Garrett being the offensive coordinator. Uh, I really don't, I don't know what he's going to do with him. Um, it's just, I don't know, maybe, maybe they'll figure it out. And then the other guy I have here is Travis Etienne. And I, I'm fine. I'm fine with drafting a first round running back. Um, as long as it's not like Saquon Barkley. Like, I think that was crazy drafting Saquon Barkley pick two. Um, I don't care like how athletic he is, how a um, physical specimen, like, I don't care. Drafting a running back at two is nuts. Um, I would much rather draft like a later round first round running back than giving a running back like Aaron Jones or Alvin Kamara, like the big, big money deal that they get. Um, it would be much preferable to me to draft a late first round running back. So I, I think I would be fine with the ETM pick if he went somewhere else. Like if he went to like Buffalo, uh, although they have a crowded backfield as well, but they don't have anyone in that backfield that is as good as James Robinson. So to me, when they selected Travis Etienne, I was like, why? why? Like, because it's not something that they really needed. They could have waited until like the second or third round. They could have got somebody like um, Michael Carter, who went in the fourth round. They could have got him as like someone that's going to be that, um, as Urban Meyer said, a third down running back. Um, they didn't need to draft a, a third down running back in the first round. Like that's, if that's actually how they're going to use him, that's in, insanity. Absolutely crazy. Um, I, I got to think that they're going to use him a little bit more than that just because of the, the capital that went into it. But I mean, James Robinson was very good last year and it's probably going to be him and the one a and, um, 
ETN in the 1B spot at, at best. Um, and using a first-round pick on a position of running back like that, like they could have signed Duke Johnson off the street and he could have been a third down running back. Um, so I just don't, I just don't really understand, nor do I agree with this pick. Um, it's not, not really something that I would have done in this situation. Uh, and, and it is um, Ray Myers first draft. Maybe he wanted that exciting player. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, but it's not something I would have done. Now, moving on to the main course, we have all of the trades that Tommy made. Um, <clears throat> now, these were all made in the past past year. So the first one that he made was going back to the DK Metcalf trade. This is where Tommy, I think, really set the wheels in motion to go and try and go on his championship run. He sent Travis Fulgham pick uh, a first round pick and a second round pick, which eventually turned into the 12th pick of this draft and the 12th pick of the second round. Um, so pick 12 and 24, and he received DK Metcalf. Uh, obviously, this is an absolute smash trade for Tommy. Um, I think if Jensen could have done it again, he would not be doing this trade. Uh, I just don't, I, I think that at, at the time, I don't, I don't, I don't know how it happened. I don't know how Tommy got it done, but he did. And it was an absolute smash in his favor. Uh, that kind of propelled him, I think, in the, the thinking that, hey, maybe if I can get a couple of these done, maybe I can win the league this year. Um, and then the next one he, he made, Tommy sent Stefan Diggs, Darren Waller, Carson Wentz, Joe Mixon, and he received Aaron Jones, Zach Ertz, Lamar Jackson, and a 2022 first. Now, this was with Chuck, who everyone everyone knows how I feel about Chuck. And um, this really, at the time, was really pretty even trade. Like, I, I thought that both sides did, did very well. Uh, it, it actually, now looking at it now, it's definitely has fallen in Tommy's favor. But uh, at the time, I was like, yeah, this is a good trade. Both sides. Both sides did well. Um, Chuck got what he wanted. He got a bit of an upgrade at tight end. He got an upgrade at uh, receiver and he'd stayed about the same at running back because going from Aaron Jones to Joe Mixon is about the same, but I mean, Joe Mixon got hurt, never, never played again. So then uh, he didn't really get that level playing field at running back. But um, I think this was a pretty good trade uh, for Tommy. It helped him win the league, obviously with Lamar Jackson Um and getting Aaron Jones, who down the stretch was great as well. The next trade that Tommy made, he sent Joe Burrow, Hayden Hurst, uh, two 2021 fourths, and he received Derrick Henry, DJ Chark, and James Robinson. Now, obviously, the big, big centerpiece in this trade is Derrick Henry, so He's Tommy's best running back. Um, he was the, the the guy that was like leading the way along with Devontae Adams, who is involved in the next trade that I'm going to talk about. Um, he was a big, big piece, um, and it was a good get for Tommy. Uh, he had to train away Burrow, who he later received in another trade with the same owner, Josh. And we'll, we'll, well, I'll get to that later. But this trade was another 
it was another pretty good trade for Tommy. Um, he didn't get a quarterback in return, which at the time didn't didn't hurt him whatsoever. Um, he still had Cam Newton as a quarterback too, who was still starting quarterback for the rest of the season um, after he came back from COVID, and it didn't didn't hamper him whatsoever. So, moving on to the next trade, two of those same people that he got in the last trade, DJ Chark and James Robinson, he turned them and moved them right around and he traded for Devontae Adams and he got a 2021 second round pick. Now, um, I think this was also a smash in Tommy's favor. Um, if, especially the way that it looks now, now that the Jags drafted Travis Etienne, if, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what someone would give for James Robinson at this point, just because his future is so uncertain. So, I think that getting Devonte Adams for these two guys plus a second round pick—that's that's huge. Um, I mean, Devonte Adams—he might be uh, in for a murky future here with Aaron Rodgers demanding a trade and refusing to go back to Green Bay, but. What are you going to do? Um, it's still Devontae Adams. He's still a top 10 dynasty. Um, still top 10 dynasty wide receiver. And he got him for what I would perceive as a relatively cheap price. And <clears throat> Tommy had another smash coming up here. And he sent two late presumably late 2022 first round picks a third and a fourth from next year as well and he received joe burrow now if you ask me i i would say that if tommy wanted someone to if he put joe burrow on the block and he was looking for a pretty fair value for joe burrow you probably want maybe one more first on top of that. So say, say three, three mid to late firsts for Joe Burrow is probably pretty fair, fair value, I would say. Um, and he got them for two. So clearly in my, in my opinion, this is another smash trade for Tommy. Um, kind of don't know how he does it. Um, I know that Max likes to mess around and say that like, um, he gives me like the nickname of like the trade God and stuff. But I mean, Tommy's got some trades here that I'm pretty jealous of myself. Uh, I would have loved to have gotten Joe Burrow for two first round picks and add him onto my team. And then final trade that Tommy made within the last year, he sent J.K. Dobbins, Zach Ertz, a 2021 second round pick, a 2022 second round pick, and he received George Kittle. Um, this seems like a lot on paper, but I really, I really think it's mostly just especially the way that the draft just played out. Um, that pick was a later first round or later second round pick this year. So, I mean, I don't know who it's going to be. It doesn't really seem like it's going to be somebody super impactful. And I would think that I would assume that the second next year is going to be about the same because it's his second round pick. So it's going to be another not really impactful player. Um, Zach Ertz is completely washed. And it's basically J.K. Dobbins for George Kittle. Tommy has depth at running back. So I think that he can afford trading J.K. Dobbins for George Kittle. Uh, we see how good 
Travis Kelsey is being about 32 years old and George Kittle is only 27. So you figure you get five years of George Kittle, especially with the transition that we're going to tight end premium. And I think this is a great trade for Tommy as well. He definitely needed to upgrade his tight end position. He couldn't really go into the season and expect to win with um, Hunter Henry as his best tight end. Uh, it would have been completely fine if Tunner Henry was like, I'm going to stay in Los Angeles. I'm going to be Justin Herbert's number one or number two option behind Keenan Allen. And, but he decided he was going to go to New England, New England offered him the most money, I guess. And he went over there with Johnny Smith. And for one of them, if it was just Hunter Henry or just Johnny Smith, it would have been a great spot. But for two of them, probably not, probably not so much. Um, so I, I, um, I don't know, I guess that Tommy is, he made it well, I think, because it's, he got something that he really needed. He addressed a hole. He filled a need with something that he had depth in. Uh, I know that JK Dobbins is very young. He's only 22 years old, but at the same time, like, he, he got a great player and he's going to be a great player for another five years. So um, I think he did really well. Now, moving on to Tommy's roster. Sorry about that. I had to um, pause because I am recording this as I am working. So, um, you know, that comes first. <laughs> but now let's get to Tommy's roster breakdown. He has at quarterback, he has Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and Cam Newton. Now, the first two that I mentioned, Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow, awesome. Uh, they're both 24, 25 years old. Um, Long-term quarterbacks of the future. They're going to be here for 10, 10 years probably. Um, then he has Cam Newton, who I would think he's starting at least six more games, you know. Yeah, he'll be around. Um, and he's not like super old. So if he wants to keep playing, he might be able to, if he bounces back this year, um, maybe he can fight off Mac Jones all year long if he's really good. And then he gets a starting job somewhere else next year. Uh, so he might, might hang around the way that he played last year. didn't really look like it. didn't really look like he has much left in the tank. It, it's probably it for Cam. Unfortunately, as fun as it was for him to, or to watch him play, uh, it just looks like it's the end of the road and he's, probably going to be retiring soon uh if unless he just wants to be a backup and i can't really see someone like cam newton being a backup quarterback so it's it's probably it for him um now moving on to running back he had derrick henry aaron jones david johnson raheem mostert damian harris and Tariq cohen now this is where i mentioned earlier that tommy has depth uh he has a Maybe a lot of these guys are like short term, like David Johnson. He's probably got one year left. Raheem Mostert, probably one year left. Uh, Damian Harris, uh, he could be could be a bit could be a bit longer depending on how the Patriots go. Like the Patriots backfield is pretty hard to trust. Um, and then Tariq Cohen, I, I don't I don't know how that's going to play out. I don't I don't really because David Montgomery had like a pretty big like. Yeah, like a coming out party at the end of the season. So I don't know if they're going to use him more in the passing game and then that might take away from some of Tariq Cohen's role. So, but I mean, as his, what, six running back, like that's that's pretty good. So he's got 
the two centerpieces there, Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones, who I would think that if Aaron Rodgers leaves, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt as well as Devontae Adams. So Tommy's kind of heavily invested in the Packers here. And he um, he's going to have to, I guess, like hope that the, the Packers stay strong and they don't trade uh, Aaron Rodgers because if they do, it's going to hurt his team pretty pretty significantly, I would think. Um, but Derrick Henry, I mean, it's their offense this year. It's going to be Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. Like, they don't have anybody else. Like, they, they lost Jenny Smith. They lost Corey Davis. They don't – they literally don't have anybody else. So it's going to be Derrick Henry – and it's gonna be Corey, or AJ Brown and Derrick Henry legitimately might have like 500 carries this year because I just there's nobody else in that offense, um, which is good for Tommy. He's probably gonna be the running back one, and he might be getting catches this year as well. Um, Aaron Jones always scores a bunch of touchdowns with Aaron Rodgers, so let's just assume that Aaron Rodgers doesn't go anywhere. Aaron Jones is probably another top ten guy again. Um, a lot of these guys are older, so Tommy's going to have to look towards the future. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to blow it up, but I'm not sure if he's going to keep trying to win after this year. But um, Derek Henry, I think he's like 27, 28. Aaron Jones, probably about the same age, 26, 27. Uh, David Johnson's old. Raheem Mostert, I think he's pretty old. Uh, Damian Harris is young, but it's a Patriots backfield, so... They just drafted Ramondre Stevenson. So, I mean, who knows? Like, maybe he'll be their Legarrette Blunt or whatever and take some of Damian Harris's role away. Um, and then Tariq Cohen, who's he's pretty young, but um, who knows how that plays out with, with David Montgomery taking a step forward. Um, and now we are going to move on to wide receiver. And... He has Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Brandon Cooks, and T. Higgins. Um, I, have a, I have a question mark and an asterisk next to T. Higgins, mainly because I, I put the, the asterisk there before the draft because I was thinking maybe if they don't draft Jamar Chase, then I'll remove this asterisk because it won't, it won't need to be there. The question mark is it wouldn't need to be there. But now it's kind of his role of being potentially a top like 15 or so wide receiver. It's now down to probably top 25-ish. Like um, he's he's going to be vying for targets now. I would think that Jamar Chase is probably going to be like the 1A in that rotation. Um, the guy that I think probably is going to get hurt the most is probably Tyler Boyd. Uh, I think he had like 150 or something targets like last year. That's probably going to drop maybe like, maybe like in half. Um, I would think that he's the third option now, uh, with Jamar Chase being the one and then T Higgins being the two. T Higgins might be the one for another year just because he has NFL experience, but I got to think that Jamar Chase being as good of a prospect that he is, he takes over the number one wide receiver role pretty shortly, especially because he has that rapport with Joe Burrow. Um, Brandon Cooks, he's, he's a great receiver. Uh, he's getting kind of older, but he's in an absolutely terrible situation in Houston. Like one of the worst in the league. Like that team's going to be absolutely putrid. They're not going to put up any points. Um, I, I don't know. 
I guess someone's got to have the yard. Someone's got to do something. So maybe that's Brandon Cooks. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be too confident in it, though. Um, DK Metcalf, obviously, superstar. Um, he's only going to get better this year. He was awesome last year. He's definitely, I would say, lock him in as a top 10 wide receiver. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins as well, lock him in. Devontae Adams, lock him in. Um, all three of these guys, top 10 wide receivers, I would say, this season coming up. Um, they're all going to have big years, I would think. Um, DeAndre Hawkins is getting kind of older, but I know he's, Tommy, he's one of Tommy's favorite players, so I don't think he's going to be off of the Delco Dreamers anytime soon. Uh, I know that Tommy put Devontae Adams on the block. Um, I would think that if Tommy hits the reset, he's going to keep – he's probably going to keep DK Metcalf and maybe T. Higgins out of this group. Uh, but I think – I would think that DK Metcalf, even in a rebuild situation, you could keep DK Metcalf because he's so young, which is great for Tommy. And I don't know. I think that he's got one of the best wide receiver groups in the league uh, with these three guys and T. Higgins and Brain Cooks. Brain Cooks is your wide receiver five. It's pretty great, um, which is why we see Tommy up here as the the number two team in the league. And I, I just don't think that – I mean, Steve's team gives him a little bit of a run for his money, but Tommy has great receivers here, and it's it's hard to, to get much better. All right, now moving on to his tight end group. He has George Kittle and Hunter Henry. Um, you know, George Kittle I talked about earlier, he's an absolute stud, probably – arguably the tight end one in dynasty formats. Um, I, I personally would take him over Travis Kelsey at this point. I know that they're, they just got a quarterback upgrade in Trey Lance. They have Kyle Shanahan, offense guru. Um, he's coming back fully healthy this year. He's five years younger than Travis Kelsey. Uh, I know that, I mean, honestly, Kyle Pitts might be the tight end three in dynasty formats. They go in like ADP. I'm not sure for hundred percent sure, but I think Kyle Pitts is up there too, but I, I would still take George Kittle at this point uh, just because like I've seen him do it in the NFL. Uh, I know he's good. Um, not saying that Kyle Pitts won't be because I'm pretty, pretty certain that he's going to be awesome as well, especially with Matt Ryan and Atlanta and everything. But um, George Kittle, verified stud. Um, Hunter Henry, who Tommy knows that I'm a huge fan of. I love Hunter, Hunter Henry and I'm, was very happy when I saw that he went to the New England Patriots, but he's in a crowded room there. He has Johnny Smith with him as well. Not really sure how that's going to play out. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know what what's going to happen. I, I would think. I think Hunter Henry is better than Johnny Smith, so I think that Hunter Henry is going to be used as the number one option there, but. With that being said, they signed Johnny Smith first. They gave Johnny Smith more money. So maybe they want to use Johnny Smith more as a receiver and Hunter Henry more of as a blocker because Hunter Henry is the better blocker of the two. Um, I got to think, like, looking back to the past, um, this is their replication of uh, the past Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez formula. So they had kind of just, just nobodies on the outside and like Wes Welker, and they had two stud tight ends. And this is 
kind of what they're trying to do here with Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, uh, those guys, and then they got these two stud tight ends. Um, if that plays out in that situation, Hunter Henry is probably going to be the better tight end because he's going to catch the touchdowns. Uh, Aaron Hernandez was like the move tight end. He was the one that was catching passes and stuff, but he was more of like the gadgety kind of guy. And Johnny Smith can definitely replicate that, I would think. Um, this is kind of like those two are kind of like the Walmart or Kmart version of that duo um, because Hunter Henry is not anywhere near the level of a Hall of Fame talent as Rob Gronkowski is. And as crazy as Aaron Hernandez was, he he was still a great player. Um, he, I would say, is better than Johnny Smith. Um, he probably, if he didn't do what happened to him at that time, um, you know, killing a person, killing himself and all that stuff, if he was still in the NFL, who knows, maybe he was on a Hall of Fame path as well because he was an awesome player as well. Um, might be a little bit biased coming out because I do like the Patriots, but, I mean, I thought that both of those guys were awesome. Um Moving on to the draft capital, Tommy has literally nothing, like not a single pick for the next two years. He doesn't have any this year, doesn't have any next year. He went all in for the repeat, um, which I, I don't blame him for. Like you have to, you have to take it when you can get it. Like he knows that this is the window. The ultimate goal um, is to win. And I have all these, these draft picks that look nice. So like I have picks this year and next year and stuff, but at the same time, like I have to hit on those players and they have to turn into real guys before I can actually have a good team. Like if I miss on those guys, they're not going to turn into anything. Um, and my team's going to be kind of right back where it started when I took over for Gabe. So Tommy's he's here. He won last year. He's in a good position to win again this year. He has the second best team in the league, according to me and Tommy's rankings. Um, the, league, the, the, the league rankings will come out later after we all vote on them. Um, so we'll see how that like ultimately shakes out, but I kind of think Tommy's top three, even with our league as well, like he's, he's gotta be up there. So I would say that Tommy's, I, I don't know, his biggest team, biggest team need, I guess, maybe it's youth. Um, he's kind of older. Like we have Max's team, who's his team is just as good, if not better. And but he has young guys. Um, Tommy's team is he has all these absolute studs, but at the same time, they're, they're kind of older. So maybe his biggest team need is youth. Um, and I know that he's going in for the win this year and he's probably not even concerned about that in the slightest. But I, I, he doesn't have any holes anywhere else. He's good at running back, good at wide receiver, good at tight end, good at quarterback. So that's his that's the only team need I could see for him. Other than that, he has nothing. Um, is owner grade, I would give him, I would probably give him an A, um, A plus maybe, uh, I don't know if, I don't know what, what, what the best grade I've given out so far, but I would say it's probably an A or an A plus. Like he's done, a, he set out to win the league. Uh, he decided obviously with all his trades that he was going to win the league and he, he did it. Um, I think that that's the most important thing is to have a strategy and you set 
the wheels in motion for that strategy. You don't stray from that strategy. Like Tommy didn't, wasn't like, oh, you know, like this happened. So I'm going to, I'm going to sell this guy now. Um, he stayed on the course and he won the league and that's what you need to do. That's the ultimate goal. So I think I would have to give Tommy a really good grade. Um, now going to the end, which team had the best draft? Um, I, I liked what the Jets did. Now the Jets got uh, Zach Wilson, Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, and Michael Carter. They're like the top four, four guys that they got in the draft. Um, it's all kind of really will hinge on how good Zach Wilson is. But a lot of people like kind of ripped apart that trade up for Elijah Vera Tucker. But I mean, if that guy hits and he turns into like an all pro guard, no one's going to really care about those third round picks that they traded up to get him. Um, they got a nice receiver in Elijah Moore who can really help. They got a, a running back in Michael Carter, who I really like. Um, I think they did really well. They, which is weird for me to say because normally they completely mess it up. Um, but they did a good job. I like what the Jets did. And the worst The worst drafts, um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a bunch of them, but I guess I would. I don't know. I don't want to say the Cowboys because it's the Cowboys, and it's like obvious that I'm saying it. But like, they use their first pick to get Micah Parsons, which is fine. Like, he's a great player and everything. But they already have Leighton Vanderesh and Jalen Smith, and I know that they declined the option for Leighton Vanderesh, but it wasn't a a need whatsoever like going best player available is fine but at what point does it become redundant to draft a linebacker when you have Jalen Smith you just signed Keanu Neal to be a linebacker as well so like are you going to be playing four linebacker sets like what are you doing um so I just think it was a kind of a, a dumb pick to take Michael Parsons there then they drafted Calvin Joseph um bunch of other guys like they got nation Wright, who's he's decent from oregon state um then they drafted another linebacker jabril cox who's good but they like i said what are you gonna do like are you playing all these linebackers so i just don't think that um they did exactly what they needed to do like they addressed the defense which is fine but like their two best picks of the whole draft were Michael Parsons and Jabril Cox, in my opinion. And that's already where their defense was good. Their defense was already good at linebacker and their two best picks of this draft were at linebacker. So I, I don't really understand. Like, I don't really understand what they were doing. Like they could have just traded back and got like a Greg Newsom or um, I don't know. They probably should have tried to get like Asante Samuel Jr. or somebody like that. Like, they needed to upgrade their secondary and their defensive line, and they they didn't do that. So um, I think that they had one of the worst drafts, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Now, I think that on the next pod, hopefully we'll have uh, we'll have Tommy back, and I'll have my co-host. And I won't have to do this alone because this was probably pretty bad. Um, I'm not saying this was good at all. And now I, now I know that like you have,
have to be a special kind of person to kind of sit here and talk to yourself for half hour, 45 minutes or however long this was. Um, you have to kind of be, you know, it's weird. I, I'm not saying I would do it again, but um, it was fine, I guess. <laughs> All right, everyone. I'll, I'll uh, catch you later. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll catch you next time.